Welcome to the Hello Retirement Podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Hello Retirement, where you can prepare for an intentional retirement that will put and keep a smile on your face. Here is your host, Josh Leonard. Welcome, Josh. How are you? Great, Wendy. How are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. We are very excited. We wanted to, you know, get into all kinds of things today. And you actually have a guest with you already. Yeah. Yep. I have a, a guest and my father and our founder. So not only my my personal father, but father of our firm and our group, the Leonard Advisory Group. So welcome Bill Leonard onto the show for this first episode. Hello, all. Now, Bill's really shy, so maybe hopefully we can get him to open up a little bit. Right, Bill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill's not shy at all, just so that you know. So we're talking about, you know, we wanted to know how did you decide to get into this industry? We want to know all about the history of it. Okay, well, I was majoring in architecture in college, and uh, after I got out of college, I spent a number of years in the architectural industry, and then... Uh, one Friday afternoon, uh, as I was scurrying to get out of the office, I had a baseball team to coach. It was Joshua's team, actually. And uh, the owner of the company came to my office, and he said, there's changes going on with the company, and I was losing my position, and I was left with a severance package. So I drove to the field. I was awfully nervous, bewildered, uh, confused, and got to the field, and there's my wife and my kids, and uh, all excited to have a baseball game that evening, nice weather in Pittsburgh. But in any event, uh, Cindy asked me, how was your day? And uh, I said, well, not too good. I lost my job today. And she said, and she saw the fear in my eyes and she just uh, said, uh, let's get through the game and everything will be okay. Well, flashing forward a few months, a few months into severance, uh, I had decided I didn't want to stay in the architectural industry because I didn't like the idea of someone taking my employment away. And I hired a career counselor and uh, through uh, a series of meetings and evaluations, he thought uh, maybe it'd be a good idea for me to go in the financial service industry. At the same time, my father's health was failing and I was involved with planning with my parents. Uh, I was one of six kids and my dad chose me to help my mom out. And uh, so I uh, got involved with the planning, the financial planning and risk management. And uh, I really liked it. And uh, decided to get my insurance and investment licenses and uh, go into the industry. And I worked for a large broker dealer for a number of years. And, uh, and in 2008, as the market was changing, I decided to uh, go independent and start my own firm and uh, uh, been at it ever since. So when most people were getting out and afraid to go out on their own, you were like, let's go all in. Well, it's, it's a matter of, uh, providing for my family and gratification of my work and all that stuff. Not that the architectural industry wasn't gratifying. It was, I just didn't like the idea of, uh, things changing in my job being taken away from me. I wanted uh, to stay local. I wanted to be with my family. I wanted to 
watch my kids grow and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I thought this would be a good fit. And it certainly has been. So how important was it for you, for your son to following your footsteps? Uh, it wasn't actually uh, him and his older brother. I had him. Uh, I used to do mass mailing. So marketing's changed over the years and now we're doing podcasts. But in any event, years ago, I send out 500 letters a week and these guys that sit down in the basement and they'd earn their allowance by licking envelopes and putting stamps on envelopes and that kind of thing. And, uh, uh, Josh progressed to helping out with seminars, assisting with those. And, uh, you know, I got him a nice suit and dressed him up a little bit and, uh, he went yeah, to college. Yeah, nice suit and... was dad's old suit. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember going to the tailor and, uh, we had dad's old suit that, that he had worn pretty well and then shrinking it down to fit me. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he just kind of grew into it. I didn't encourage him or discourage him. Uh, but after his college years, uh, he, uh, after his graduation, he, uh, or prior to it, actually, he said, I may want to try your industry. Uh, so I told him to go get trained and join a large insurance company and go through the training program and learn exactly what not to do and, uh, and join the firm. And that's exactly what he did. So how alluring was it for you? Is it something that once you were stuffing those envelopes and licking those envelopes, you were like, I got to do this for the rest of my life. That's exactly it, Wendy. The taste of, uh, of an envelope on your glue. Let me tell you, hundreds of them at a time. No, I learned about sponges. Wet sponges were really a great tool at that time. But uh, no, I don't think I had that much interest in the industry at that time. What was really cool to me is seeing my dad sort of go out on his own, even whenever he was working at a large broker dealer, he was responsible for finding his own clients. So really that entrepreneurial spirit of my feet have to hit the ground every morning and I got to get going. That was very inspiring to me. And even now looking back, when he started his own firm and his own company, that was something that I was very proud of. So maybe I wasn't as as into uh, the idea of the financial services so much as being a part of the family business. Then and determining your own destiny as well. Yeah. And I think in college, I, I studied finance as well. So as I learned more and got more engaged in the knowledge base of the business, I gravitated towards the industry as well. I like working with individuals rather than for a huge company sort of doing back office type thing. So I like the direct impact as well. So Josh, tell us a little bit about what your specialty is. Sure. So whenever I started with my dad, of course, I, I was in a support role. So I started doing a lot. But um, I think a complementary skill that I brought in when I joined the practice is I really like the details. So I will pour over spreadsheets for a long period of time and analyze those details. Um, so working together, we were able to reach a lot of families but also dig deeper and deeper into the details to make sure that we're optimizing their plans. So my specialty, I think, came in uh, in the details a little bit more and sort of working to expand our offerings over time as well. So who would you say is your ideal client? Who are you trying to bring into you? Yeah, I would say our ideal client at this point is someone that's really just a little bit nervous about retirement. You know, maybe they've done a good job saving money in a 401k over time, but we don't really see a 401k as a retirement plan. Rather, it's a retirement savings account. Uh, 
You can invest in different things in it, but that doesn't tell you where to pull your money from, how much income you can have stably, how to manage your taxes, your health care, your legacy, all these other pieces of retirement. So most of our clients are what we would call delegators. They're people that have been very successful, often are very engaged in their lives, but are looking to offset that responsibility to a professional to ease some of that burden so they can enjoy their retirement further. Okay. I'm seeing something here about minimums. What is a minimum in this business? So I, we don't impose a strict minimum. We're pretty willing to work with anyone that's seeking help. Um, we always joke that the person that comes to us with $30,000 in a retirement savings account as their only savings, and then subsequently tells us they want to spend $30,000 a year, we can't really help them. There's not too much planning to do there, you know? Um, it's but, not coming uh, out. We have no strict minimums. Most of our clients that we can do the most with are those that have worked for many years, have been pretty successful in their career, and have some concerns about taxes and stability of income and planning for health care as well. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. What are some of the things that people should be thinking about when it comes to when they retire that we're not always thinking about? Yeah. So I would say a big thing that we try to remove the focus from is, uh, like I said previously, your retirement plan is not a retirement plan like a 401k or an IRA. Rather, we see a retirement plan as five different pieces. One, an income plan. When the paycheck stops coming in, where's your income coming from? Right. So we need to develop a plan to make sure that we have stability of income throughout retirement. The second is going to be an investment plan. So all of those hard earned savings that you put away for years, how are we going to invest and continue to grow that money in retirement while still having that income plan in place? The third arena would be a tax plan. So how do we mitigate taxes? We certainly don't want to uh, all of a sudden realize we need a new car and have a gigantic tax impact from withdrawing all that money from an IRA or a 401k. So how can we navigate taxes effectively? Fourth, a health plan. So how do we manage long-term care costs, but also health care costs? So Medicare, uh, looking at Medicare Advantage plans or supplement plans, and how do we roll that into your total plan? And then the last area is legacy. So how do we make sure that we're transferring assets and other important things to your loved ones? Uh, legacy planning isn't only about money, though. We also have a client that we just facilitated running through an exercise of recording their audio legacy. So capturing some of their childhood stories, uh, had it all packaged up in a nice box uh, so that his two daughters and subsequently other generations of the family will have those stories forever. Oh, that's so nice. Bet you that was Bill's idea. Sure. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Um, so what kind of client education is it that you offer? Yeah, so we do a bunch of different things. So we're excited to add podcasting into the mix. I know for lots of people in a busy life, it's nice to listen to something and be able to, I don't know, in my case, folding laundry, running, whatever it might be, doing two things at once. So multitasking. Uh, I also do monthly webinars. 
So for anyone on our email list, uh, they get an invitation once a month to join a webinar. We do various topics throughout the year. So around tax time, we'll talk a little bit more about taxes. Around open enrollment, we'll talk about Medicare a little bit more. And any hot topics. This year, of course, inflation's been a big concern and the market pullback for a lot of folks. So we talk about those things as well. Um, our email list is extremely active as well. So we have monthly newsletters, uh, various one-off topics, um, and different brochures and guides to help people through different, different decisions that they might be making nearing retirement. So let's talk about the community that you live in. What are some of the things that you are active in the community? Who's first, Josh? Yeah, you can jump in on this one, Dad. We haven't heard from up. you enough yet, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, fortunately uh, for me, I'm at an age where I'm taking my foot off the gas as far as the business goes, so to speak. And due to COVID the last few years, uh, uh, beginning at the beginning of COVID, we had to close the office to in-person interviews with clients and meetings. So it drove us to the digital and the video conferences on online with clients. And uh, at the same time, uh, uh, Josh had to work remote as well. So uh, we moved up to our summer home and uh, uh, set up some offices. And I watched his two sons for two years. Uh, during the summers, which was wonderful. Kind of got used to that. And uh, this year I decided to uh, help out with the park service and at the Kelly's Island State Park. And I maintain trails and cut lawns and do all that kind of stuff. And I find it pretty gratifying. So I'm easing out and Josh is easing in. And not that I won't be active. I will always be with uh, the clients that we have. Uh, however, uh, Josh has really taken the, the helm of the ship now. So my day is full of outdoors and enjoyment right now. And I'm just loving the heck out of it. Living the life, right? It is. It's beautiful. You know, and that's, uh, you know, something that we work with our clients with, uh, what do they want to do in retirement? What do they, what's their vision? What's their plan? You got to have a plan. Uh, cause certainly, uh, you want to be active both mentally and physically. So we're just enjoying the heck out of it. And Josh is really just taking it over and he's doing a great job. Okay, Josh, what about you? What are you doing for the community in the community? Sure. Yeah. So we have, we have sort of an interesting footprint at the Leonard Advisory Group. Uh, we started really in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I live in Southwest Michigan now. So just prior to COVID, I had relocated to Southwest Michigan. So my office is in Benton Harbor, Michigan. We live in the neighboring community of St. Joseph. And, and what I really love about our community here is not only that it's a beach town right on the coast of Lake Michigan, so we have beautiful sunsets, and certainly this time of the year, it's great to be outside, but we also have a very connected community. So uh, very close to our house, we have an art center that has regular public events. Thursday evenings, they have concerts throughout the summer, and they have a big arts festival in the summer. They also have kids' classes in the summer. So my eldest son, uh, Eli, went to a camp where he learned to make some stop-motion videos and cool things like that. So it's a very, um, very rich community for families. But also the entrepreneurial spirit in the community is amazing. Like much of the Midwest of the U.S., a lot of industry has left this area over the years. So seeing families that have been committed to the area and starting new businesses is fantastic. 
My office here is in a workspace where there's many other entrepreneurs. So if I run to grab a cup of coffee, I can talk to other small business owners in the area and hear about the cool things they're doing. So I'm very active in that community as well and engaging with them. And then in all my other free time, I also coach my, my oldest son's soccer team too. So we have a, a pretty busy, active life here. So what's the uh, latest soccer record? Let's hear it. The, the record? Well, you know, they're not picking up the ball. So um, Eli <laughs> is going to be turning six here in December. So it's it's pretty basic coaching at this point. Uh-huh. Um, but, gotcha. you know, it, it certainly teaches patience. So. Well, I'm sure that they're going to win them all. That's right. That's the right. next season. <laughs> so tell me, guys, what do you what would you say is your business philosophy, your inve- your investment philosophy? Yeah, so we when my dad branched off, uh, one of the big things he was seeking that wasn't really available in his current structure was more conservative solutions. So we find, especially in troubling years like this, that if we differentiate into three different baskets, people find a lot more comfort in their retirement plan. So the first one being cash, right? This is your emergency fund, or if you're going to buy a new car in six months, let's make sure that we have that down payment, or if we're paying cash, the full amount in that cash bucket. Our next bucket is going to be our income bucket. And we want that to be stable. We want to make sure that our clients know that they have income for the next six to 10 years set aside and safe. So we want to make sure that that money is conservative in nature. So we use a ver- various solutions there to help fill up that bucket. The third bucket is our growth bucket. So this can be money that we're going to see up and go up and down in the market. We're going to see some of that volatility. But for our clients, knowing that they still have a six to 10 year time horizon on that money gives them comfort in retirement. So our investment philosophy might be a little bit different where we're not looking at the typical 60-40 portfolio where we have a mixture of just stocks and bonds. Uh, We look to diversify throughout financial tools. Uh, So we're a little bit different in that regard. We also center everything around a plan. So it doesn't really matter what you own. It matters how you're going to use it, right? Money is a tool and a store of energy for us. So We don't uh, just look at it as a stock and a bond, but rather, hey, you worked maybe 30, 40 years to save this money. Why did you save it? And what can we do to help you maximize that in your next chapter? And Bill, how did you come up with this philosophy, so to speak? What what was it that made you want to make sure that these were the steps? Well, if we flash back to... uh... Well, probably 2007. I mean, certainly 1999 and 2000, we went through the same thing. Uh, The market goes up and goes down. It doesn't always go up. And when people are in retirement and they need that income coming in on a monthly basis, they can't afford to be selling stocks at a low to put food on the table. So, you know, in 2007, as the market was uh, pretty jittery because of the subprime issue, I chose to go independent away from a broker dealer simply because in the broker dealer world, uh, they like to keep you in the market, uh, whether it be in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all those kind of things, but they're affected by the market. And, uh, certainly you don't want your lifestyle dictated by the market. And that's what really was a catalyst for me. You know, I did the planning with my parents and made sure my mom, uh, who is now 92, uh, cannot outlive her money. 
uh, or her lifestyle, which she's used to. And uh, it was important to me to do the same for the clients. So, so we use a variety of tools. Uh, we aren't steadfast on one tool or another. Tools work differently in different environments and we're flexible enough at the firm and have the expertise and the resources to go to, to accomplish those goals. So we're, we're just trying to protect the client and do what's best for them. So that's always good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it, it, the proof's in the pudding, you know, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, I've had a great relationships with clients over the, the years that I've been in the business and it brings a, a warmth to my heart knowing that I've done the right thing and they're happy with us and share their experience with others. And it's very gratifying from that standpoint. Absolutely. All right, let's get out of the office for a little while. When you're not working, what do you do for fun? Hmm. I like hiking. I like boating. I like skiing. I like generally being outdoors. You know, I, I do tinker with things. I have a 1930 Willie's Whippet four-door sedan I like tinkering with, you know, to keep it going. And so I do a lot, a lot with that kind of thing. And then of course, spending time with the family as much as I can, you know, these days, you know, families are kind of spread out across the country. I've got a son in Pittsburgh, Josh in St. Joseph, Michigan, and my daughter is in uh, Western suburbs of Cleveland. Uh, so I, I try to, to see him as much as I can. So to spend some time on, on each one's couch, right? Not usually on the couch. It's usually <laughs> doing things. <laughs> I meant sleeping. He's, You're just demanding a bed, right? Yeah, That's yeah, right. right. He's fortunate that he prepared us enough that we're able to supply him a bed when he comes to visit. You know? Now that's yeah. smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about well, you, It was yeah. long-term planning on his part, you know? <laughs> so tell us about what you like to do, Josh. Yeah. So uh, I know I mentioned in the other piece that uh, coaching Eli's soccer team, my oldest son, uh, my younger son, Isaac, will be celebrating his fourth birthday here shortly. So having two young guys in the house always keeps us active. Um, we got them both on two wheels now. So riding bikes. So we like doing family bike rides, um, living by the beach. Certainly we've had a lot of dinners at the beach, even on weeknights, pack up dinner, go down to the beach and let the boys play. I certainly like being active in the local entrepreneurial community here. I also like to blow off steam running and riding my bike and just sort of being outside and exercising. Um, I love doing our work on the computer, but I'm good on computer time after that. I like to be outside and enjoy things um, in the great outdoors. And you're, uh, you've got something big coming up. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just signed up a week ago for the Ironman Steelhead here in Southwest Michigan. It is a half Ironman. So uh, that will occupy a fair amount of my time training for that. I, I did a right before my 30th birthday, I committed to doing the Richmond Marathon in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, training for that was some of the best focus time in my life. So knowing that I had the strict training schedule sort of made me more determined in other aspects of my life again. So uh, I personally think you need to have your head examined, but you know, that's <laughs> just me. have you started the training or? Yeah. So I actually have my bike right here. And uh, later today I'm going to, I'm going to go for like a 20 mile bike ride. So uh, yeah, it'll be good. Is it very hilly in the area that you will be? Yeah. So th there's some, 
But uh, growing up in Pittsburgh, it is very flat here in Southwest Michigan. Okay. So it's easy here. That's an uh, advantage for you then. Absolutely. All right. Let me ask you about this. If you had all the money in the world, what is it that you think you would do? I know what I do. You know, I am satisfied enough in my world. Got a beautiful wife and marriage of 41 years, uh, three great kids. But what I see out there is a lot of people that due to their personal situations throughout life, uh, haven't gotten the breaks that I was fortunate enough to do, uh, to get, you know, I often explain to my kids, we're all dealt a hand of cards and you don't know what your hand's going to be. And, uh, uh, it's random, if you will. And a lot of people have all the tools for success, but they've never had the right time to exploit that and, and enjoy that. And, uh, I think a lot of people need help out there. And if I had all the money in the world, I'd help people, you know, I try to make a difference. So that's so nice. Josh, are you going to like, let us down after that one? Yeah. So I'm going to buy a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, that would be it. one thing that I would do. You know, my, my wife and I, prior to getting married, we like to think of ourselves as fun people. So we did buy a jet ski prior to our marriage. That was our first commitment to each other. Ooh. And uh, we, we, we paid it off like in six months or something. So we still have that. But with two kids and two adults, it's not really cutting it. So um, I do joke that if I had all the money in the world, I already got the boat picked out. And it's not like a Bezos yacht or anything. It's He's just so, got to come up with the money, nice right? Boat. It's a nice boat. Anyways, but I, I think I would keep doing the same thing that we're doing now. So I think we'd try to hire more people and, and grow the practice a little bit quicker because I, I find our work to be very gratifying. Being able to directly help people, um, be engaged as part of their life and part of their family is very gratifying to me. I think it's also important for me to show a good example to my boys that, hey, you need to work hard and you need to be doing something important in life to give yourself purpose. So I think I'd be doing the same thing, just maybe a little bit of extra time on Fridays on the boat, you know? Absolutely. And purpose. It's so important. It really is. So who is it that you are looking to listen to this podcast? Yeah. So we're really hoping to reach out to those people. Uh, so couples or individuals that are concerned about what got them to the point that they're at now, and that being probably later on in their career, probably earning a good living, being able to save money, but they're concerned that what got them there is not going to get them to the next step. So that's not going to uh, produce success in retirement. So a lot of couples that follow our content, whether it's the webinars or our email list or are referred to us are really concerned about that change from an accumulation stage of life to a transition into retirement and decumulation. So starting to spend down those assets and making sure that, that they're doing so in such a way that they don't run out of money and that if leaving a, a education legacy or whatever it might be to their family is important to them, that they're able to do that. So uh, I'm hoping that with this podcast, we get a lot of those people listening to pick up on some of the tips that we're going to go through, hear some of our client uh, success stories, and then also hear from other professionals about different ways to help them achieve their goals. And how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so they're always welcome to call our office. 
Uh, the number is 412-998-PLAN. Or they can email me, Leonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Um, we are always open to having conversations with folks. So if you even just have a little question and just want to schedule a 15-minute call, if you shoot me an email or call our office, Desiree in our office, or I'll reply to the email, give you a few times that we can have a 15-minute call to maybe answer one of those big looming questions you have on your mind. Well, this has been so much fun. I have just enjoyed getting to know the both of you so much. Well, thank you, Wendy. Thank you. That's when you're supposed to say you've enjoyed getting to know me so much. Oh, yeah, we've loved it. Oh, OK, you, good. Wendy, just... as well. <laughs> but we didn't hear your story, so that'll be the next chapter then. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody I'll needs... interview you next. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear my story. Um, thank you, guys. I do appreciate it. We have so much more to come with Josh in the Hello Retirement podcast. So stay tuned and please share it with your friends. Check out all that Leonard Advisory Group has to offer at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Thank you for listening to the Hello Retirement Podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 